Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. The podcast, Growing in Grace, the website, growingingrace.org. Find us on uh, your favorite podcasting app, whatever that one might be, or maybe you listen on several. I know uh, I like listening to uh, Google Podcasts. That's where I listen to all mine. I like the Fields Brothers podcast. I like listening to uh, Matt McMillan. I like listening to uh, Brad Robertson. There are several other, uh, and of course, the Unsunday show which I guess by now I will have been on the Unsunday show. At the time of recording, <laughs> I'm going to be a guest on the Unsunday show with Mike Adams, and I, I really recommend that podcast. He gets into a lot of uh, really neat things uh, regarding the grace of God, the covenants, uh, the history of the church, and why uh, certain things are not all that they seem to be um, like— well, anyway, just listen to the Unsunday show, and, and you'll you'll hear what because I you know, I'm having a rough time explaining what it is. But so anyway, we ourselves <laughs> we stepped in a little bit of doo doo last week, <laughs> but that's okay. We kind of knew we kind of knew it was coming. Gap, you and I for some time we've been talking amongst ourselves about talking about this whole idea. And we knew that if we were going to be talking about the Holy Spirit and the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and the Holy Spirit, as, as we mentioned a couple weeks ago, we can't see him, you can't feel him, you can't touch him, uh, you can't taste him, you can't smell him. He's not a physical presence, but he is very, very, very real. The Holy Spirit is God with us. So to speak, Jesus was God with us in in the form of flesh. The Holy Spirit is God with us in spirit, because God is spirit. And he's a very real presence in our lives. And I think many times, because we have these physical writings, which are very good, and we're very thankful for them. Uh, We can't say that enough. But sometimes we put so much stock in what men wrote 1950 years ago, or whatever it was, and we place very little emphasis on the work of the Holy Spirit in us. And so there are questions that come up, and and we started asking some questions last week about how these writings came about, and again, not knocking the Bible at all. you, You will hear us, for the last 17 years, you have heard us quoting the New Testament scriptures, you know we're for them. We're no, we, you know that we're happy that they are around. We're so glad that Paul wrote the things that he did, that Jesus revealed things. Paul said that Jesus revealed the truth to him, the gospel to him. And we're so thankful that Paul was one of those who communicated that with the people in the form of writings and that we have access to those writings today. It's, it's, we're thankful for that. Um, and at the same time, we think to ourselves, is it, you know, we weren't saved by these, by the Bible, you and I two weeks ago we shared how we came to Christ not through knowledge of the Bible, not through Bible knowledge, but through the work of the Holy Spirit in each of our lives. And I mentioned a friend as well, and who had that happen. And so, 
what do we do? What do we do with it? Let's talk about it. I think I think this is just good to talk about. You know, you don't have to. I know a lot of people get worried when we start talking, when you start questioning the how the Bible came together and the quote authority of the Bible. <laughs> and, and and but we're just having a conversation like we always do. And so don't worry. I mean, you, you can hold firm to whatever beliefs you have, and we're just talking as we always do on this podcast. It's the way it's always been for 17 years. Think of all the different things we've talked about, Joel, that went against the mainstream mindset out there. Uh, and sometimes it even, you know, uh, challenges a lot of people who have come from legalism into grace. We're all learning. We're all growing. And, and we think some of these things out, we may come to a greater knowledge of the truth. That's what this is really all about, coming to a greater knowledge of the truth. Of course, Jesus is that truth. But when you stop and think about, you, you, before I forget, I was going to go into something else here, but before I forget, you just you said something that, that spurred a, a memory. I, I saw somebody recently post <clears throat> on social media, and I, I don't think they're uh, – well, I'll, I'll leave that alone. But they, they, <laughs> they made the post that uh, – and I'm summarizing it here. It was a short one. But they basically said they believe that the, in spite of what everybody else might say or think, the Bible – is the final authority. And they had a lot of comments on there like, amen, sister, right on, yeah, mm-hmm, yes. But what does that mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean it sounds good, and man, will it ever preach good? Wow. Uh, there, there will be seven baskets full of money left over at the end of the at the end of the sermon, if you preach something like that, the Bible is the final authority. Yeah, we're not we're not getting any extra donations for our podcast for teaching this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're sharing. Yes, we're sharing. We're, <laughs> you can tell we're not seeking donations. Um, okay, so let's 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 be real here. Okay, thousands of different Christian church corporations and denominations, filled with millions of opinions, viewpoints, doctrines, perspectives. And yet all claiming, <laughs> all claiming that they believe this collection of books is the truth upon which they base their creed and their belief. And yet it's often very different from the church brand right across the street. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes even within their own denominational branch on the tree, uh, it can be quite different from one Baptist church to the next or one Lutheran to the next. Or whatever. Jesus, you know, prayed that we would be one <clears throat> as he and the Father are one. Um, that really is a, a spiritual reality. We, we are one in Christ. Uh, Paul talked about one body, one faith, one Lord, one baptism into that body. But we're far from being in unity, of course, when it comes to the Bible. <laughs> uh, we're in Bible jeopardy one of the chapters in my book. But what if we were given the wrong answers to begin with as we as we seek answers from the Bible and we what what if we were given the wrong answers to the questions, you know, when you're studying for a test, we're going to end up asking the wrong questions and we'll get the wrong answers. Um now listen, one could argue that the collection of books that we call the Bible I, I would make this I would make this case, Joel. I would be one of those people who would make this case. And that is I can't think of hardly anything else that has brought more division in the world of the church or in the body of Christ than the Bible. 
when you stop and think about <laughs> mm-hmm. it. I know we say it's our final authority. I know we say this is what we base our belief on. But look at all. I mean, Joel, I, I can't hardly post Jesus loves you on social media <laughs> right. without somebody wanting to argue with me mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's frustrating. Um, so it's the Spirit of God who is our guide, who leads us into all truth. Because again, Jesus didn't say he was going to send a Bible to guide us. And I know we have to keep repeating. If you've listened to us over the last 17 years, please keep this in mind as we talk this stuff out. But you, you realize how much we embrace these writings. Now, we, we made the comment a, a couple of weeks ago that, you know, that the scriptures that were referred to in the New Testament were referring back, looking back at the Old Testament, the Jewish scriptures. And, and so yet we here on this podcast, probably 95% of any Bible that we quote is going to be from the New Testament. We're not against it. Okay, we're looking at it in a different context and perhaps a different uh, perspective than what, what a lot of people have, including ourselves. We're looking at it different than we used to, but that doesn't mean that we're taking away from its message or challenging the message. It's it's really all about the message of Jesus, um, and and that's that's what this thing is about. So I, I just I wanted to mention this because all these different opinions, perspectives, doctrines, theologies, and you can be one of the most knowledgeable historians or theologians in the Bible without ever having come to um, the saving knowledge of the risen Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Um, You know, there's several different ways to go with this, several different thoughts from what you just said. Uh, Last week you brought up, I think uh, you had brought up um, 2 Timothy 3, where Paul says, Paul's writing to Timothy, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And you talked about how what he's talking about was the Old Covenant Scriptures. And, and the, the, the reason we know that for sure is because in the verse right before that, 2 Timothy 3.15, Paul says to Timothy, that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, mm-hmm. which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. So two things to, to make, two points to make there, that if we need any scriptures to make us wise for salvation, it's found in the Old Testament scriptures. Like you said, it was hidden, but it's, but it's there. We can see it now. It's been revealed through Christ. But also the point that Paul was talking about those scriptures. Paul wasn't talking about his writings, his own writings. He wasn't talking about the writings of Peter or John or Matthew and Mark and Luke. He's talking about this, the scriptures that Timothy had known from his youth. That's the, the Old Testament scriptures. That's the all scripture that is given by inspiration of God. That's what he was talking about there. And then uh, I mentioned last week, too, that something that Peter had said is also something that people jump on. And I, and I understand that, but let's, let's look at what Peter said about Paul in 2 Peter 3. 15, Peter says, talking about our beloved brother, Paul, as also in all his epistles, speaking of all these things, in which some things are hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the scriptures. And so that, taking that verse right there, I, I understand that people interpret that as saying that the rest of the scriptures, so Paul, what what Paul wrote, they're twisting that like they do the others, the rest of the scriptures. In other words, what Paul wrote was the scriptures. I understand 
that a person can get that interpretation out of that. But the word scriptures there, there's no, there's nothing in the context that uh, that makes us think that Paul, that Peter is talking about the holy scriptures, the Old Testament scriptures. The word scripture simply means writings. If you come across, and it can't, you can make the word scripture mean the holy scriptures, but there has to be context. It simply means writings. And so people twist the words of Paul just like they do other writings. That's what, he, that's what uh, Peter is saying. Now, it could be that they twist Old Testament scriptures as well, but Peter is not saying here that Paul is writing authoritative scripture, that everything that Paul is saying is the inspired, inerrant word of God. That's not what Peter is saying here. I understand how it's interpreted that way, and I used to see it that way too. But just knowing what the context here and knowing the meaning of the word scriptures mean, it simply means writings, that that's really what Peter was talking about. They twist the words of Paul and, and other writings as well. And then, so you were talking about how, you know, there's all this... In, in the church, there are all these different beliefs. We've got these 27 books that are supposedly the, the canon of Scripture, the inspired, inerrant Word of God, and yet there are 30,000, 40,000, whatever, different denominations. You can go to one church and hear um, then preaching on one verse and giving it an interpretation, and then go across the street, and then they'll teach on the same verse, with another interpretation, you got all this disagreement, all this division, and yet we're relying upon this so-called fact that these are the inspired, inerrant, it's the inspired, inerrant word of God. But how do we know, so, so somebody will ask, if this isn't the inspired word of God, then how do we know what the truth is? Well, how do you know that the 27 books that are there are truly the inspired, inerrant word of God. How, how do you know that they were inspired by the Holy Spirit? It's because somebody told you that. Somebody told you that. The God never said that he would do that. Jesus never said, like you were saying, Jesus never said that he would give us uh, a, a new set of books, a new set of scriptures. Uh, God gave us his son, Jesus Christ. And so, again, not to knock these writings, but what I see, what, we're, what we see is that uh, in the early church, there were these apostles, and they were given a message to go preach, and they were writing in these epistles the way that they understood the gospel and other things. And we glean a lot of wonderful, great information from it. And Cap, you and I, we were talking beforehand, not even in relation to this, but just how uh, we like to study not just verses, but we like to look at passages, and so there's so much context, and there's a lot of stuff. That, so we love doing that. We like we like doing that. And and Paul, for example, would often take paragraphs and paragraphs and and chapters and chapters, at least what we know as chapters, to make one single point. And you have to look at the whole context. And so we love doing that, and that's wonderful, and that's great. Um, but we're really putting our faith, rather than in the Holy Spirit teaching us, we're putting our faith in the votes of men from 400, uh, from the year, almost the year 400, 300 and something, 1600 years ago or so, who debated and argued, didn't come to unanimous agreements on everything, um, and then ended up voting on a specific canon. And in fact, I'm, I'm just talking about one, I think the council at Nicaea, but there were actually, over the centuries, over time, many 
different councils and many different votes, many different ways that but that a canon, a specific canon of specific books was accepted as as canon. You know, some of these councils and individuals believed in 21 books. Some believed in 26. Some believed in, in a different amount. Um, the widely accepted one is what we have today, the 27 books. But the point is, is that many different times, different canons were accepted, and, and not everybody always agreed. And are, are we willing to really, just because people say that, that this is the canon, are we really willing to put our faith in that when we've got the Holy Spirit to teach us? That is one of the really points that we need to make. Probably should wrap things up, but if you got any follow-up thoughts or follow- ending thoughts, move it to you. Um, I have thoughts, but I'm not sure they would be ending thoughts. <laughs> well, we can go another. <laughs> we some we more might go this. for another half hour if I, I start talking. <laughs> Look, if if in Second Timothy when Paul said uh, Scripture is is given by inspiration of God, if he was referring to his own writings. That's like a, a something a cultist would do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I I am the final authority. Everything that I'm writing to you <laughs> is directly uh, from the mouth of God. When Paul at times admitted that some of what he wrote wasn't from the mouth of God, mm-hmm. and sometimes he did say it was. Sometimes he did say this was uh, directly from revelation from God. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said that, I, I guess you know Paul isn't going to tell. I just think there's a little bit of a risk involved here where. Uh, somebody from a cult would say, I, I am the ultimate uh, messenger of truth. Uh, here, have some Kool-Aid um, and then move on. I mean, that's not what Paul was saying. He was referring to the scriptures that Joel said that Timothy knew since he was a young child. Those scriptures had Christ contained in them, revealed through Christ, uh, and and uh, the, these teachings, we embrace them. These were real people who were writing to other real people, they could not contain it within themselves. They had to get the word out about what they knew as witnesses of the risen Jesus. And I I think there's still great truth in there, great revelation, great things for us to embrace as we've done all these years referring to these scriptures. But it's ultimately the Holy Spirit who brings people into that saving knowledge. Um, Yeah, I've had somebody say, Joel, I, I know we're wrapping up, but I've had somebody uh, say things like, we wouldn't know about Jesus if it weren't for those writings. Um, we're going to challenge that, I think, next week. Uh, so I hope you'll stay with us as we just put some things out there for you to think about. It doesn't change anything about the truth of Jesus, okay, in spite of some of the different ways we can look at this. So I hope you'll be with us next week on the Growing in Grace podcast, growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.